and I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Giles, some consumers are getting a debt write-off. Kira to you, Katie. Yes, uh, the Financial Ombudsman Service has, has had a record number of complaints in the past month. It expects them to keep rising as consumers face tougher times. And it's highlighted the case of a finance company that was writing off the balance of a loan to a consumer who couldn't afford to pay. Well, the consumer borrowed $52,000 for a car and associate add-on insurance policies, but after a few months couldn't afford the repayments. The issue ended up with the Financial Services Complaints Service, which uh, runs the Ombudsman Service, as the company offered a refund of interests and fees and writing off the balance of the loan rather than a full refund of payments made. Its head of the service, Susan Taylor, says the lender did the right thing. They did go above and beyond what they were required to do under the law, but I think they saw that well, yes, we, we made a mistake in this case. Really, the, the borrower is going to be really struggling to repay what was left of the loan. So the, I guess the fair, the sensible thing to do was simply to write off the rest of the loan balance. Well, Susan Taylor says more complaints on lending as financial times get tougher can be expected. And she says consumers who get into trouble need to contact the lender as early as possible. The rural solar uh, energy companies eyeing up rapid growth after receiving a $10 million capital injection. The Christchurch-based Sol Agri installs and maintains solar panels on farms with no upfront cost to the farmer if they agree to a long-term supply contract. It's received investment from the government-backed investment bank Green Investment Finance. Sol Agri Chief Executive Peter Saunders says it has 10 farmers on board at the moment. It's looking to add another 40 next year. Last year, as I said, we raised capital and we got a $4 million investment from an Australian solar company. Uh, and that enabled us sort of to push ahead with surety and build build some systems. Uh, this investment from the Green Farm will enable us to to leverage uh, that initial equity and uh, build more systems. So between the equity and the um, and the investment from NZGIF, uh, we can build well over 100, 100 systems over the next two or three years, which should meet our uh, our projections. And um, it, it's really exciting and it, it gives us the confidence to really push ahead now, which is great. Well, Peter Saunders says Solagri will likely go back to the market for another round of capital raising in the next 12 months. And more on the story in the rural news after the 12.30 news headlines. Well, New Zealand can be an incubator for successful technology companies, according to the latest entrant to the stock exchange. Email service company Black Pearl Group debuted on Friday with a compliance or direct listing. It wasn't seeking money and it wasn't selling down shares. It's one of only a few companies to list this year on the NZX. The firm's founder and chief executive, Nick Lissette, says overseas contacts are needed for success, but New Zealand can be the starting place for that success. People talk about the number eight wire mentality, but we're used to doing things with limited resources and we have to fight for everything here. I mean, the concept of niche markets is not something that, that is native to us. You have to chase every opportunity and deal like it's your last one. And, uh, and so you get very hungry. And then when you apply that to a massive market like America, I mean, it sort of just opens the floodgates of opportunity. And, and I guess that he's seen a little bit of that with Black Pearl. 
And a second new name should be on the stock exchange board tomorrow. Shell company Goodwood Capital has been meeting this morning to get the necessary shareholder approvals for its reverse takeover of the South Island waste management company Waste Coast. Waste Coat, I should say. Co, I should say, not Coat. Uh, And we've not heard the outcome of that meeting, but it seemed to be likely to go ahead. A tight labour market and strong wage growth are prolonging the inflation headache for the world's top central bank. U.S. In unemployment rate remained steady at 3.7% in November, and wages rose faster than expected. Well, Mellon Investments Chief Economist Vincent Reinhardt says it's worsening problems for the Federal Reserve, but he's still expecting it will slow down in the pace of interest rate hikes. Labour markets are too taut. Cost pressures are feeding into inflation. But I still think they'll do 50 basis points because they're past the first stage of the policy firming process. Make a lot of lost ground up. They've done that with their four three-quarter point hikes. The next stage is the battle of 2023. Get rates to a level you're sure is tight and then hold them there. They can make up for a smaller increase on December 14th by just staying there longer when they ultimately get to that plateau next year. That's Vincent Reinhardt, Chief Executive as Chief Economist at Mellon Investments. Should note that the Reserve Bank of Australia will have its final interest rate decision out tomorrow. We'll see how financial markets have started the week. I'm joined by Brad Gordon of Hobson Wealth Cure. To you, Brad. Good afternoon, Giles. Well, we were chatting before the program suggesting that uh, it all looked very quiet out there, but Kiwi was a touch softer, and you said it's all about interest rates. And one would assume that goes back to the sort of points we've just been hearing about the Federal Reserve. Well, yes, as some of those, the market is starting to price, I guess, less inflation. And, and um, since the Reserve Bank's monetary policy statement uh, circa 10 days ago, um, actually we've seen the longer-term rates, such as a five-year swap rate, actually come down. Um, and that's that's really being led by the offshore. But moving to the New Zealand uh, NZX50 Growth Index, currently a bit of a weaker start, currently down 50 points at 11,593. And amongst the majors, um, Auckland International Airport down 14 cents at $7.91. A2 Milk down 2 cents at $6.69. Contact Energy up 1 cent at $7.66. Chorus down 2 cents at $8.10. Fletcher Building up uh, down three cents at five dollars oh one. Fish and Puckle Healthcare down five cents at twenty four dollars. But what a week it had last week. Uh, Heartland down one cent at dollar eighty three. Uh, Meridian down twelve cents at four dollars eighty six. Mercury Energy down three cents at five dollars fifty eight. Main Freight up forty cents at seventy one dollars. Uh, Restaurant Brands up five cents at six dollars seventy. And Spark unchanged at five dollars. 18. Just open in Australia, what's it looking like? The S&P A6200 has actually a bit stronger. That is up 20 points at 7,321. Uh, which takes us to the currency. And Kiwi, as we were saying, lost a little bit of ground in early trading today. Yes, it has given up a little bit. It is buying 94 Australian cents, which is still relatively strong. Uh, against the US at 63.94. So these have been really big moves in the last month. Against the Japanese yen at 85.99. Against the Great Britain pound sterling at 0.5204. And New Zealand trade wasted index at 73.3. Which takes us to interest rates, oil and gold. Yes, the three-month bank 
oil rate at 4.48%. And this is where it really gets interesting, the 10-year government bond rate at 4.01%. So that's almost 50 basis points lower than the current three-month bank bill rate. So um, that's suggesting the market doesn't believe interest rates are going to stay high for, for as long as the Reserve Bank says. So they've uh, been looking at the big stick waved by the Reserve Bank, but um, perhaps thinking the rates may not go as high? Correct, yeah. Maybe the, the tough talk is working in the market and, um, and the market is now pricing in a, a slowdown uh, around the corner. So I interrupted you about to give us uh, oil and gold. Yep, sure. The Brent crude is uh, $85.95, that's US dollars, and spot gold is at 1798 US dollars. That's also benefited from a, a weakening US dollar. Thank you very much. That's Brad Gordon from Hobson Wealth. A couple of other items of business news this lunch hour. King Salmon facing another appeal relating to its consent for open ocean farming in Cook Strait. This time, uh, a think tank, McGuinness Institute's appealing against the granting of the consent. Uh, it follows a move by Department of Conservation seeking to change some of the conditions imposed on that consent. The company says it will uh, mediate or enter mediation with the two parties in the new year. And Westpac is cutting the rewards that it uh, gives out on credit card spending by customers. From February, people will earn fewer air points and hot points on credit cards. The bank says it's been forced by a new law to cut some of the fees it charges retailers and other businesses. And so that's flowing through to consumers. We'll update business news and numbers around half past five and checkpoint. But for now, that's it. Katie, Kira.